0: Pleasure
1: to introduce the Motivational Cowboy, Johnny D. Hey, it's Johnny D., the Motivational Cowboy, with this week's Outstanding Life podcast. It is episode number two, and it's called Be a Leader, Not a Peter, because it just came out last week with Jeremy from Joe's Hamburger, and it is Jeremy Sladovnik. And, uh, and, and this is great. And then we got Mil- Bill Melbach here. And, man, we this is a continuation of your incredible story. Now, 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 so you're playing hockey and you're doing all these fun things. And, Bill, I know you're looking at your notes right now. Did you find something else that we need to bring up about the end of his career when it came to hockey?
0: I just wanted to bring in, too, he was mentioning last time that uh, one of the things he used to do is... Uh, he it started off with roller blades, and it yeah. actually gave him an advantage because he was building muscle. Yeah, and then later on, he ended up playing professional rollerblade hockey. Yeah, which that was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I did. I played professional roller hockey. For I didn't a even while. know that that was a thing. Yeah, no, it's yeah, cool. It was, <laughs> <that>. it was <laughs> a cool. Thing. And, here, and here, so at the very beginning, he's actually now, you know, going now is actually doing it. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, um, yeah, that that was super cool. Um, playing roller professional in the MLR. M, what was it called? The Major League Roller Hockey, ML Major League Roller, yeah, MLRHA. Okay. Um. So that that was cool, but so um, in the last episode you were up in Canada. You 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 were playing, yes. and, and, and so is
1: that what? And that was kind of like towards the end of your career. No, well, no, that was really
2: before the beginning. For general, yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> so so. Now, uh, I, was, I was in BC. I got a shot to go play in British Columbia. I bought a one-way ticket. My mom said, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm buying a one-way ticket. And um, I get out there, and I didn't make the Vernon Viper team, right. which is a team I initially went out for. Long story short, I left Windsor at 5 a.m. I got into Kelowna, BC at 11 p.m. I ended up hitching a ride with a family I didn't know in this 84 tempo an hour down the road, and I'm on the ice now. And it was tough because I wasn't making the Vernon team at all. Right, right. So I ended up talking to Troy Mix. Troy Mix took care of me and, and found me a team to at least, it was up to me to screw it up. But I ended up catching on and making it. Um a guy by him name like Cam Dickey and Tim Tisdale. They were very uh, instrumental in me being a better hockey player and and moving along. So um, I ended up in Cranbrook. I went to Kimberly. Kimberly was cool. I ended up in Cranbrook. We went you know, from fifth place to fourth to third to second to first. Won the whole thing. It was great. Um, so throughout this journey of playing for the different teams
1: – what did what do they call your position? I know you were the right winger, uh, yeah. But but what do they call somebody that goes out when the coach taps you on the butt like you were just saying and I says mean, go out and fight somebody? Do, do, you know do, do the, they, the regulator, <laughs> the regulator. You know the closer, the, I the, mean, what, the what, what, enforcer, <laughs>
2: regulator, goon. Uh, you know <laughs> fighter, tough guy. And, and at
1: that point, were you happy with that title? I mean, were you fine with it?
2: So, at that moment. When I still wanted to play college hockey. Yeah. I'm sitting here going, Okay, um, I want to be a college hockey player. And my and my, my coach then is like, Jeremy, you're not a college hockey player. If you go <laughs> Your to coach college said that? Yeah. He goes, if you go to college, you you'll sit on the bench. And I said, Really? Th- at that point it was like, Okay, all bets are off. I'm going pro. So that's when I started, um, that's when I started um really just full nuts you know remember when i talked about like leaving your mark
1: yeah absolutely. so that's
2: when it was like where i really had to hone in on leaving my mark leaving my name and yep i guess i was a fighter you know, you 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 guys keep telling me I'm a I'm a tough guy and I'm a fighter. You know, you're, I feel I'm a lover. Well, wait, but, wait, wait, wait a second. When
1: somebody
0: that, has that's my bad. That's, I, I'm a fanboy right now. I'm like, <laughs> I love the enforcers. Wait <laughs> a
1: second. It was funny because he says I'm not a fighter, but. But you say that he has 600 in some penalty. He minute- said 727. Right, and, then, and then he corrects you and says, <laughs> no, wait a second. That is not true, Bill. I mean, that's when you know that he knows his stuff and that he knows where his place was. We all we all need to know where our place right. is in right. life. At that particular time in your life, uh, you knew what your place he was. Although is,
0: he is correct. I mean, every enforcer guy that I met, you know, McCarty, Oh so I have all of them they're all fantastic guys I mean you wouldn't you wouldn't imagine like I've even tried to imagine, like I mean, just this guy pounding on you, but they're just they're so nice. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, even Jeremy, a and says, he's a nice guy. No, yeah,
1: but last week when I introduced But I wouldn't you, want to get
0: hit with the right hook. No, no, you were fine with
1: that last week, Bill. You were fine with that. When we, he was working on you. Yeah, yes. when he was working on me and Bill goes, oh, my leg hurts. Go ahead, Johnny. You get up and you were trying to show me like different techniques you guys had. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Week, oh, we, I, I felt like I was being arrested. It was great. My butt kicked. <laughs> yeah, it was fine I,
2: for you. I know. Um, the one <laughs> thing in Cranbrook that I learned John um, and Bill was you know selling um I was just you know at, at intermission I was telling a, a Bill about you know I had no money my parents didn't have extra cash to just send me like here's you know living on your own in Canada it's minimum 100 bucks a week right 400 a month you know and that's just to get a cab, to get food, to get chicken wings after a game. You know, I wasn't drinking. Um, so there was just a lot, you know, you need money. So <laughs> that's why I kind of learned about, like, marketing myself a little bit because I was telling them that the, our team in Cranbrook, there is a section of the stands that were called the dog pound. Okay. And so I kind of took this uh, and I showed him because I had a tattoo from Cranbrook and it was of a bulldog. And I had, had discussions with a um a uh, woman who owned an embroidery shop, and I'm like, hey, I need some hats. <laughs> I need some hats with a bulldog on it. and I need to say dog pound and I need to say black line on the back, because that's what we called ourselves the black line. Yeah. Like when the black line hit the ice, it <laughs> something was happening. <laughs> and it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't at all. <laughs> and um so I had these hats, may not sell them for 25 bucks a pop. Wow. You know, so that's just how I made my money. So you were an entrepreneur at that point. I guess I was, you know, I just, I was selling hats and I was selling shirts of my own stuff. And, you know, if I could figure it out, I figured it out. Yeah. You know, Uh, the team didn't have a problem with it. My coach, Bob Murdoch at the time, he owned a dairy distributing company, (laughs) which was the Coolest, weirdest job I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, come so on. are we talking about cows, like milking cows? Uh, Well, we're talking about <laughs> delivering milk. Oh, okay, okay. You know? So after so, the process. Right, so yeah, after the process. So that, you know, I was a milk, I used to go with coach because-
1: <laughs> He was a milk boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the deal
2: was, you know, that's my coach. That's the only guy I can trust. And that's where I was. I stuck by his side the whole time, you know. And it was Bob Murdoch playing in the NHL. His brother was uh, Don Murdoch, who I believe in 1974 was maybe Rookie of the Year. Wow. Um, New York Rangers. Still worked with the Rangers, you know, as a scout. So as, a, as an 18, 19-year-old, wh- who do you think I'm going to be hanging out with? That's right. Exactly. I'm hanging out <laughs> with the NHL guys, you know. I want to go to the main camps and figure it out, so... Um, I did that for a minute. And then at the end of the year, we won the whole thing, you know, super cool. Got, you know, they just, it was amazing. You know, winning a championship is like, you know, I, I always told my mom and dad, they go, do you want a class ring? I said, no, I want a championship ring. Wow. Did you, know? you get one? Yeah, wow. Did they get one? They gave you um, one. Fantastic. And, um, so now there's a guy by the name of Dennis Marouk. I don't know if you guys know that guy, but he was a uh, hockey player from the 70s, and he was coaching in Louisiana back in the day. And Bobby says, go see Dennis Marouk down in Louisiana. He'll take care of you. I'm like, okay, cool. I went down. After about, like, six hours on the ice, I go, this is not working out for me. This is, there is no place for me down here in the south. <laughs> you know and it's a brand new team the owner has a ton of money he loaded up on the best of everything and i'm still a hard worker i'm a blue collar player yeah so i sit in the hotel room and i go through my um my um now mind you too um my friends would give me the NHL yearbook. And if you got an NHL yearbook, in my eyes, that was not only the Bible, but that was the book that um, told you every single player to play in the NHL, told you where they lived, told you where they played junior hockey, told you how big they were, what, what shot they were, what position, everything. And I utilized that book to find where I needed to go, wow, because then I picked up a um a, uh, a hockey news and I started looking at all the minor teams because i wasn 't going to make this team, I knew i wasn 't I needed to get the h out of there, right, so um, I start looking at all these players or these teams, and I start calling them these teams in order of first place, second place, third place. In location, because now I'm down in Louisiana, right? (laughs) I need to get get out of here. So I'm, like, calling, like, California. I'm like, maybe I can, like, find a team in Bakersfield. Right. Maybe I can find a team in New Mexico. And I'm calling them up. I'm in the hotel room. I'm using the hotel phone. I'm calling all over the U.S. I'm running up long-distance bills. (laughs) and Because I got to be out of there. Like, now... And I managed to stay another day, and so I'm calling these players and in, in these teams, and they're like, nope, we have no use for a right winger. We have no use for a right winger. So finally, I'm like, all right, looks like I'm heading back home. I call Port Huron. You guys looking for any forwards? Nope, we're not looking for a forward. Okay, I call Flint. Hey, coach, uh, you know, I'm so-and-so. I'm looking for a spot. What position? I'm a defenseman. <laughs> yeah, we need D men. We got a game. Come on up. You know, we got a game Friday, so it's like a week before. So I travel all the way back up to Flint, and I'm now now I get a shot. Yeah, I, I actually got a shot to play pro hockey. Yeah, uh, you know I was good right there. <laughs> you know, count it, count me. I'm done. You know, I'm in. So I get out there, and we have two exhibition games, Friday and a Saturday, and we're playing Saginaw both nights, and I go out, I score a couple goals, and I get in three fights,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. and it's amazing. Bill, did you see that smile on his you face? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Three you goals know? and three and fights. And three fights, exactly. <laughs> you know?
0: so, the Gordie Howe hat trade. Right, so uh, <laughs> two goals and three fights.
2: So um, I'm like, now this is really good, and they have a tough guy on the team, by the name of Jason Major Payne. <laughs> you
0: <know? laughs> Did you have a
2: nickname
1: at the point?
0: Nice.
2: Uh, you know, my nickname coming out of juniors was Vladdy because I played a lot like Vladimir Konstantinov. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really, um, I didn't take any crap. You know, I'd stick, ya, I'd you know, I'd mm-hmm. shove it around. I'd get aggressive. I'd play. You know, so so a lot of guys they thought I was Russian. You know, so they just donned me either the Motor City Madman or they were donning me Vladdy. And so I'm like, whatever, you know, that's cool. You know, give me something. So now we're playing and now, you know, you know, Painter's story might be different. I don't know, but he could be listening And and I love you, Jay. You know, and just so you know, I never ever wanted to fight you ever in my entire career. You know, never. And so, you guys are on the same team at this point. Well, it's beginning of the year, and now Painter's starting to worry because he had been playing a while, and here I am, a rookie young kid. Yeah, and, and the writing's on the wall. You get a young buck, gonna play cheaper. You're gone. Now it's you time know? for the
0: disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, <right>. So <laughs> Those so, views are ex- expressed are not those of Johnny D. <laughs> so, so here I am
2: now, and, and it's inevitable that Painter's leaving, and I'm ready to rock, yeah. and I get my contract. And, you know, it was the greatest thing in the world to sign your first pro contract. Oh, you know, wow, I didn't yeah. have an agent, so it was awesome, yeah. you know, to get this on hard work alone. Yeah. And um, it was just... It was great. First game we played, again, I I stick the wrong guy. (laughs) He turns around. We get in a fight. I speed bagged him, dropped him. I get sent to the penalty box. You know who you just fought? I'm like, no, the toughest guy in the IHL. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Really? I got to do this again? (laughs) You know? So, and the game notes are in the locker room, so I read the game notes, and sure enough, there he is. Uh, his name was Andy Bizu, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, this guy's a meathead. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like it's awful. Every single, every when you fight the toughest guy, yeah. Every single
0: night that you play, the tough guy comes looking for you. <laughs> Now, the fun part was you were telling us this part of the story too is that you're going to face this guy like over and over and over mm-hmm. again. So you guys are going to have to like do this again. Right. <laughs> so now every
2: time I, I hit, you know, a new rank, a new game, it's our game notes. And now I'm looking at the Pims and the majors because now I just have to start, I have to start doing my homework on who I'm fighting. You know, because I know I'm fighting. It's minor league hockey. So wait a second. So at this point, you're doing homework. You're watching video and
1: stuff like that yep. of how they fight and yep. how, and when they fight and those kind of things. Yep, watching okay. and everything hey, yeah,
0: on them. Now you're mentioning that with video uh, for the home audience here. If you just want to uh, take a second and Google, not right now after you listen to the podcast, of course, <laughs> but uh, Google uh, Sladovnik versus JD Eaton. Uh, yeah, Eaton, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you'll see uh, you'll see Jeremy at work. Yeah, uh, I think they dropped the puck. He takes about three seconds, and he takes out <laughs> he takes JD out. Yeah, there's there's a few of them. Um,
2: yeah, God, I, uh, I it's, good yeah. it's good stuff. It's good stuff. But yeah, so we would um we would have I mean there was it was nutty, minor league hockey in the nineties, and I don't I can only imagine what it was like in the seventies and the eighties, <laughs> right? But minor league hockey in the nineties was nutty. I mean, we're, quick story, we're up in Thunder Bay, right? Now, where's that? Thunder Bay, Ontario. Okay. It's up there. <laughs> it, it's a long bus trip, uh, it's 14, 15 oh, hours wait. in a blizzard. It's just
0: this wait, side it of was, Muskoka, right? It was, it, you weren't a bus, you weren't like in a
1: private plane no. with a team? And... No, it
2: was bus. You know? So, you know, <laughs> we get up there up and up there's a slap shot. Yeah, right, know? right, there, exactly. There's, a, there's this guy by the name of Kevin Holiday, and it was like, ah, oh, Jesus. I got to fight Holiday. He's six foot four. He's big, you know. And I just—you never know what to expect because a rookie in the in the league, you're still green. Yeah, there's still tricks to learn, and um, you know, I learn quick. I learned real fast. I learned, like, seconds into things, how to, how to handle this stuff. And, and I, that's the one thing even, like, now owning businesses is being able to learn how to adapt. Yeah. And, and even in general, one bit of advice, if you can learn how to adapt to anything and you can adapt fast enough, you can be successful.
0: That's an excellent point to take away from this podcast. I, I actually took a class in college and i never knew why i was taken it's called the psychology of adjustment mm-hmm. and but now you know after going through you know life right. that's a that's a fantastic point because a lot of the stuff that you're mentioning you were very self aware you could like see the handwriting on the wall mm-hmm. hey i better make a couple phone calls i better so you seemed to adjust right. to like every situation you were in yep. and then you made some moves to counter what was coming mm-hmm. and that's a that's great uh, advice mm-hmm. in business
2: so we're up in uh we're up in Thunder Bay, and I'm sure my old coach will listen to this because if I could say anything, my old coach Robbie Nichols um you know I look up to him I've always looked up to him um, maybe we were different people back in the day, but you know what that's that's one gentleman I've always looked up to because he always did what it took to What what we consider expect to win, Mm -hmm. and um, that was our motto in Flint was expect to win. Would you say he wasn't just the coach then? He was a mentor. uh, Yeah, he was my mentor. He was my coach. I looked up to him. He was involved in in business. He was involved in the community. Yeah. And when I was in Flint, the one thing that I I never said Flint, Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Flint, Michigan. The one thing I never said no to was like appearances and public appearances and community relations stuff. Which at the end of the year, I was able to share an award with one of my other uh, mentors that I played on the on the uh, ice with uh, Kenny the Wrangler Spangler. And, you, know, you know, love you, Kenny. If you're out there listening, Big props Kenny to the Kenny. Wrangler. I got to live with him for a moment. Nice. And, uh, then, um, yeah, we share the Community Service Award, which was, like, amazing for yeah. me because I love community. I love kids. I love people, you know, and just that – me, that elation of sitting in the Piggly Wiggly signing autographs, you know, <laughs> you're at the deli counter and people are coming to see you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like they're taking pictures, they're wearing your jersey. Yeah. You know, like the first time I saw my name on the back of a jersey, I was like, holy crap. Yeah.
1: Like, that is awesome, you know? Yeah, or seeing uh, your name and picture in yeah. one of the uh, rosters yeah. of,
2: of them coming
1: to watch just the game. or in the right, yearbook,
2: right. on a button. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. Um, so, w- you know, one of the things I learned from Rocky, uh, Robbie was just business. There's a business to things. Yeah. And, you know, expecting to win, which is why I just choose to work hard and hard and hard. Mm-hmm. You know, um, by the way, you know, Joe's hamburgers has been voted number one in Detroit for five years. Yep. Uh, We've had uh, number one for French fries. Um, One of the things that I brought to Joe's from junior hockey was a specialty dish called poutine. Ooh, which are nice. fries layered with cheese curds, white cheddar cheese curds,
0: yeah. Unfortunately, I'm familiar with poutine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, and and um, unfortunately, you got to walk like five or six miles afterwards yes, yes, just yes. to get right. some of that up. Yeah. So,
2: um, you know, playing in Flint, you know, I I had to play the role. Yeah. And it's a business in the miners, and there's money involved. Yep. And I mean, it's and you were part of it at that point. mm Hmm. You, so, you were part of bringing people into those stands. I, I guess I was. Yeah. You know? No, well, you were. I mean, back then, I don't think I was, but I guess I was. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So speaking of hockey, business, and hamburgers, how did all this revolve into eventually you get into hamburgers?
1: Into hamburgers. So Yeah, um, so after all this, and, and Bill, you bring up a good point, because it's not like you got out of hockey and then... Came and opened up a restaurant business. Right, right, right. You came back home, yeah, and actually went to work for the city of Windout. Is that correct?
2: Yep. I came home and I didn't
1: know that until just the other day. I put something on social me- social media, and someone's like, "Ask him about working for the city of Windout." Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, the city of Windout. Right. Shade. It, <laughs> it was tough, man. It what? wasn't. It was. It was easy. It was easy, but it was, it was so was easy. Tough. It was tough. Yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, gosh, how do I say this without like making it sound it it was a it was a great stepping stone for me. Um, because you know, I knew that I wasn't gonna be there. I I figured, you know, I tore my ACL, my last my which was one of the reasons why I quit playing hockey. Okay. Because I I didn't really know what to expect. But after you have a knee injury and you're playing in the minors, things are tough, you know. It's not like tearing your knee up in the NHL. That's a whole different ball game. But tearing your knee up in the minors and the expectations and, and especially fighting, you know, I was just like, you know, I really didn't know if I wanted to fight, you know. So I ended up just quitting or, you know, laying off and, and doing whatever I did Um Came back to Wyandotte, hooked up with my friend. He offered me an opportunity to come work with the city of Wyandotte. I did that. I ended up spending 10 years there, which was probably seven years years. longer. Yep. Okay. Um, So I did. um, And and really, you know, the the key thing for me was after three years, I knew it wasn't going to be for me. Unfortunately, I had to spend the next 2,000 days doing this, you know. But the the great thing about the city was they had education assistance program, which I took full advantage of, uh, and I went to fire academy and paramedic school. I was able to get certified and had an opportunity to go be a fireman. And then I ran into a numbers game because after five years of – of a service with the city, you got your retirement. Okay. That's After not... 10 years, you got full medical benefits. I'm at eight and a half years. Now, I, I'm a gambling man, <laughs> but I kind of really was looking for the long haul on this one going, you know, it was right around that time where everybody wanted to be a fireman, but all the cities were like foreclosing. Mm-hmm. So they had no money. They oh. weren't giving insurance out. They weren't given. Um, that was when we're not going to subsidize uh, retirements anymore. Now it's called the 401. Right. Um, and I'm just sitting here going, well, let me just figure it out. Let me try and apply to a couple more space uh, uh, fire departments and see what I can come up with. Now I'm starting to get to the nine-year mark. Now I'm starting to get to the nine-and-a-half-year mark. <laughs> wow. And I'm with... Um, I have a roommate, and he owned a bar. And he's like, you know, Jeremy, you know, why don't you think about opening up a restaurant? And I'm like, a restaurant? I don't know anything about a restaurant. So February of um, 2009, I started buying equipment for a restaurant. During that time... Did you have a plan? Did you know it was going to be hamburgers and sliders and that kind of thing? You know, I wanted to open up a fry house and have, like, 10 deep fryers and sell everything that I could fry. Oh, okay. Awesome. That's really what I wanted to do. Okay. I want to have a fry hut, and and I just wanted to fry everything. There's the next idea. You know? <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. So, and he starts talking to me about hamburgers, and I'm like, I don't know about hamburgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, powers and greens and moths. So now I'm working for the city, and I got, like, nine years in, and— you know, things weren't going that great for me.
0: I wasn't really getting along with people because... He also had deep fried bacon on his business plan. So. Right. <laughs> um, so
2: I just kind of said, you know, I'm going to just figure this out. So they had, um, I'd been rolling during work hours to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I'd sit there and I'd watch them make hamburgers. And now I'm watching them. And I'm watching them do everything. And they're telling me everything. Hang on. I just want to stop right there. And in, in the last episode,
1: he talked about grinding, about having a dream, about having passion and, and going out and, and, and shooting the puck at this and about, you know what I mean? All, all, all these obstacles that, that he did and he wouldn't go home until it was done.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: You see, in, in this episode, he talks about going and having lunch and just sitting there and talking to people. Again, having somebody that is willing to, to share something with and he was watching
2: it. He was watching it happen, and that became your business. So the one thing I learned in 1995 was meditation. Like I don't know if you guys meditate. Absolutely, but, I do. But yeah. one, of I the, need it. One of the <laughs> things that I really learned was about meditation and how it'll enhance me. Yep. So I would sit there and I would meditate to Yanni live at the Acropolis for the entire CD and I would sit there and I would focus and I could just see myself skating down the rink with the puck in my hand, taking shots, top shelf, taking shots, five hole fighting. Um, you know, it was part
0: of like sports visualization and and, and
2: it was like, it was a way for me to focus and calm down because when I hit minor hockey, that's when I learned Jeremy, you need to take a knee and focus on the words coming out of coach's mouth because I was the guy that was, you know, yeah. just pucking my hand, just, but you know, and when coach talks, when there's money involved, it's, you hear me? Yeah. I say, go A to B, and I go A to B to C, and it's like, I didn't tell you to go to C. I told you to go to A to B, and that was it. Right. So, like, now it's like you really got to start learning about patience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I had to really learn how to Find that
0: zone see this is what I love about stories too is now you go back to the kid Jeremy who's shooting at a pole, mm-hmm. and i'm not leaving here until I hit that thing ten times right, same thing yeah. Yeah. same yeah. thing exactly you know, in adult life well we're huh? talking
1: ten years later exactly right
2: <laughs> so and, um so now i'm like going to learn. so you're now, now, now we're talking about Motts in Detroit
1: right yep. right on Jefferson yep. yeah, yep. I go became ahead.
2: friends with Bob and his wife and their son Anthony, and now you know, things are starting to happen. I'm yeah. Starting, you, know, you know you're going to retire from the city. Right. You know you want to start a hamburger joint now, right? Yep. I know I want to start. Well, I didn't know I was doing the hamburger joint. I knew I was doing the hamburger joint, but I didn't know I was doing the hamburger <laughs> joint, if that makes sense, you know, because I'm still looking for deep fryers. <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to take this burger and I deep run in, fry it. You know, and my dad was with me. And we drive out to Livonia to buy a $100 deep fryer. And I'm just sitting here looking at this guy. My dad's with me. I'm going, it's 100 bucks, dude. I don't know if this thing works. Like, eh, well, I don't have any propane to hook it up to or gas to hook it up to. And I'm like, well, it could not work. And then what? Right. Well, then I'm off, you know. And then this guy goes, well, I got this barbecue grill over here. And I go, Oh yeah? <laughs> Let's see this barbecue grill. And he pulls this tarp over and it's a griddle. It's a flat top yeah, yeah, griddle, yeah. which yeah. is what I need. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And I go, look, I'm paying a hundred bucks for this, and I don't know. I ain't paying more than fifty for this.
0: Well, there goes the deep fried bacon dream. <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> so we load them both up for a hundred and fifty. Oh, wow. Okay, cool, yes. cool. Awesome. Wow. Yes. So so did they both work? No, the fryer, was broke. <laughs> the fryer was broke. The fryer which was broke. I got to give props to my, my brother, who was ye- my brother's 13 years younger than me. Right? And this is 10 years ago. Right. Okay? So I can't do the math that fast right now. But <laughs> he was young. And I'm going, Stevie, the fryer don't work. Can I borrow 700 bucks? <laughs> I will pay you back on Friday. It was a Monday. I'll pay you back right Wait a away. Second, so you had a restaurant while you were a city employee? No, what what I did, and that's a really great story, too. <laughs> so I'm I'm compiling all this equipment while you're working. Febu- yes, February.
0: Good move. Now too.
2: I get. Now I'm getting to April. So April eleventh, two thousand one, was my or two thousand was my sign on date with the city. So now I'm compiling all this stuff. Now I know I got twelve months to go. I have no building. Right. Right. Then there's this little shop over here that becomes empty and the guy that was in there before had screwed the women over. So I call these ladies up and it's two old ladies like Mary Poppins and her twin,
0: you know. <laughs> They're like these
2: 70-year-old women, tough as nails. And now here I am. I got to talk to these women and we talked and now we're in a conversation. Now we're in another conversation. Uh, at big boys over here. Mm -hmm. And I basically tell the women, believe in me. Okay, believe in me more than the insurance company that won't give me a policy because I have a deep fryer. Because that's how it was. Insurance companies won't write a policy because some just don't want to deal with the deep fryers. And I'm like, believe in me. I won't screw you over. You know, I promise. I won't do what the last guy did. You're going to change my life if we do this. So finally... I get them to give me a lease for one year at, I think they wanted 700 bucks a month. Now, are
1: we talking about the little place yep. right over here? Because yep. that's the right first time. 125 Elm. Yes. Yes. And I'll never... I I hear all this like, oh, my God, you got to go have these hamburgers at Joe's Hamburg. I'm like, what the heck is this? And this was years ago. And I remember getting a carryout
2: because it was a small... like It wasn't even a dining room. No, (laughs) no, it's tiny. There's three tables. (laughs) I started out My roommate bought me my tables and chairs. (laughs) Wow. He was like, this is my gift. I'm buying you tables and and chairs. Let
0: me me pop in here real quick. This is one reason I love not only doing the podcast, but just being around Johnny and people like Jeremy Believe in me. Yeah. Johnny is a motivational speaker. He talks to thousands and thousands of people at a time. And the whole thing is, if you could just believe in yourself, mm-hmm. and now here you are just trying to get two old ladies oh, yeah. to, to, believe to believe in you, in you as after, much as you do.
2: After the last tenant left them with like a $600 water bill. Oh, wow. Wow! And trashed yeah. the joint. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I was up against a mountain. Yeah. So we're sitting in um, we're sitting in big boys in the corner booth I'll never forget it because I just saw one of them the other day and you know again I applauded her I'm like thank you for believing in me because it's 10 years now yeah um but I just said believe in me you know and give me give me a, a, a lease I can handle and they said well we want 600 bucks a month and we want 1200 down first first and last months or like last first in security deposit I said well, do you think maybe I could just like pay you 600 and actually just pay you 700 for like one year? Because I'll be honest with you, I don't have 1200 bucks. Yeah. If I had $2,000, I definitely would be doing something a little different with it, you know? And they're like, hmm, well, why, why would we wait for you? Why would we do that? We have people calling us. I go, because I can do this. And I just need you guys to believe in me that I can do this. I'm working it. I'm not selling it out. Like, this is me. I'm going to take really good... I'm going to take great care of your building. I'm not going to screw
0: you over. I promise. Now, again, another, I love this. I love this. I this know. fantastic. So this is Johnny. This is just like when he goes... He's, he skates from one bench to the other bench. And he has... The comedians to, come yeah, on he, is to he, ask the coach. He, yeah. Hey coach. Yeah, you got room for me. me? No more. Right. You and want it's me? A, it's <laughs> the same so,
2: thing. So um <laughs> they do it.
0: Nice. They do
1: it. Now those of you that that can't see this after all these years, Jeremy's eyes are still popping out of his head going, <laughs> yeah. "They
0: did it." They did they it, did it. <laughs> because
2: because I I mean all I know They really did change your life. They did. They changed my life. Yeah. And the one thing I can tell you, and tell everybody out there in the world, if I could just say it and everybody hears it, it's okay to be told no, but you never know unless you ask. Yeah. So I my wife, when we first met, I would be like, oh man, I, I gotta get this done. I gotta call this person and ask them. She goes, well, Why would you call them and ask them? And why would they do that for you? I go. Because I ask and people are generally nice. Yeah. And they want to help. Right. You know, and and that's it. People so are generally nice and they want to help. Okay, so you have a little bit of time left with the city.
1: Mm-hmm. You're starting to buy everything. Now you got a lease. Yep. I, I have to know, and Bill, you're probably wondering the same thing. And those of you that are listening right now are probably wondering why his name is Jeremy, but he ends up naming the place Joe's hamburger.
2: So, the the name came from my grandfather Joe, who has been one of my inspirations and in, in a father figure in my life as my grandfather. You so know, so it's a tribute to him. Uh, it is. It is, and you know, Jeremy's hamburgers just didn't sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nor did the Pelly box about marketing. You the know, it was box? Out the Pelly box. I wanted to call it the Pelly box, but you know that wasn't happening either. <laughs> so <laughs> that was next.
0: Sliders might have been okay, you, you know. know? <laughs> <Right>. Okay, <laughs> so, so it's named after so, grandfather.
2: So I got these women to like bite, yeah, and I'm like, this is great. So now they give me my lease in like what was it? It was shortly April, May, or June, and I actually got them to give me two months free rent on top of it. <laughs> nice,
0: because this and was they my, didn't even know about your seven hundred. No, they didn't minutes. know any Jeremy <laughs> Did you
2: flirt your way to those two free yeah. months? I, I have no idea why. They did this for me, but they did it. And the one thing they also did was they gave me the keys to the building before I even signed my lease. Oh, wow. Wow. So before I signed my lease, I called the health department. I said, come down here and look at my building because I don't think I need to do all the things you say I need to do. Mm -hmm. And they came down and they go, nope, you're good. Just pay the fee and you're good. Now, did they say that because you worked for the city? Um, and you had a few favors? No, nope. They Ooh, said it because... Quick thinking. They yeah, said, I know. <laughs> no. They said that because, um, because the building didn't need it. Okay. You know, so it was cool. Because now rem, let me remind you, no restaurant education whatsoever. None. <laughs> you know? So when I had a problem, I would call the health department and say, I don't understand this. How am I supposed to do this? And they would just kind of show up and say... We appreciate you calling because nobody really calls us to ask us how to do it right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't know what I'm doing. And I need you to tell me, well, you wear gloves or tongs to touch the food and nothing can go past like three to seven days in the fridge. I'm like, okay, that's easy. I'm just a kid
0: with poutine in a dream.
2: That's my next shirt. (laughs) <laughs> um, so now I'm starting. To, so now I got two months free rent. I've had the health inspector in here. He's given me a green light. Um, I've got my equipment. It wasn't much, but I had enough to get. Rolling. And you were still working, right?
0: I was still working for so the le- city. So
1: let me ask you this, Jeremy. Just cause I, I, don't, I hate interrupting a great story, but I do have to ask.
0: Yeah, we're kind of bad did, like that.
1: <laughs> did, yeah. Did did people... We all have ADD, so yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're a guy, you understand where we're at. Did people that you work with start to get jealous of what you were doing and, and knowing Absolutely. that you had a dream and that you were going to step out from the norm, or were you the kind of guy that said, I'm going to keep this to myself because I know what might happen if so, they...
2: So both of them, I did both. So for one, um, you know, you know, how do I say this without s- coming? I don't want to come off sounding like a, like a, a turd or an. Yeah, a- am I allowed to say that? It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. You're, you're, I don't want to come off sounding like I don't appreciate my my tenure at the city, mm-hmm. and I don't want to come off sounding like I don't appreciate the people I worked with. Some of them, I could take or leave. You know, most of them I could take or leave. Um, That's but, life in general. But, right. Yeah. But there were a few that taught me how to do everything. Yeah. You know, and that was really important to me. But the one thing about the city that I I just, you can't, there's, there's some people there that, how, how one guy put it was the lifeboat would pull up to the burning ship, <laughs> and as you're trying to get on it, They pull you back onto the burning (laughs) ship. (laughs) If you can get onto the lifeboat, that's the start. So I'm like, okay, I got it. So when I went to the fire academy and paramedic school and I got my certs and I was getting ready to leave, I couldn't get off the boat. I couldn't get off the burning boat, you Mm -hmm. know? So I realized that everybody around me had watched me do this and it it was just probably inevitable I wasn't going to be able to achieve that. Were you shocked that Joe's Hamburger was such a big hit here in Wyandotte? I, I, I still am like humbled that yeah. people love to come and hang out with me or hang out with my grandfather, eat the burgers. You know what the coolest thing is? And, and, and I just want to interrupt just, just for a second
1: because you're the, you're the kind of guy, just like I was in the other day, and you're doing electrical, but you say hello to everybody. And for the longest time, I didn't even know who the owner was. Like, you know what I mean? Because I just thought you were the guy that... And then even on social media, I'm like, oh, this is a, what a great manager. Yeah. Like This guy's all over the place. And then I end up, I meet you, not realizing I'm meeting the owner. Like, you really do care about the community. You care about your employees. You care about your family. I mean, you are that, that guy that is all about
2: the grassroots. I mean, you know, I'm not afraid to get in a hole... As my hockey coach would say, Jeremy, you're the type of guy that, you know, if I said, let's go into the forest and pick up that big stick and beat that hornet's nest, that you would stick with me and you would fight the hornets. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know. So I just so now, just,
1: now you have this great business. You have a dream. The dream is working. Now you have a plan. The plan's working. When it comes to employees... What do you look for in an employee? And and, and I and I ask you this, and I, and I actually thought about this last night, because there is one thing that I can compliment you on. Walking into your restaurant is like walking into the Harley Davidson um, 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 manufacturing place. People love. To work there. When I when the first time I I went to Harley and, and, and I saw the way that they built the bikes, everybody took pride in building that motorcycle. They loved working for Harley Davidson. There was something special about walking out of there going, I just watched a Harley get built, but this employee was more geek than I was. The same thing happens when I either come to the silver ballroom to just hang out, or I come and eat. You know, at Joe's hamburger, there there is something different about this restaurant than others. What so, is
2: it? Well, if I told you that, then everybody <laughs> would know the secret. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I live my life like a hockey game. Um, I come into work every morning like it's a new period or a new game. Um, the one thing I can say is that everybody has jobs. Just like we had on the ice playing. If you're a forward, you know what your job is, right? You're in front of the net. You're on your D-man. Don't go try and be in a forward. I mean, a centerman. Or don't try and be the goaltender. You know, you do your job, and you don't have nothing to worry about, right? Because if the goal, if there's a goal scored from your D-man, whose fault is it? Yours. So, like, we all have jobs. We all do our jobs, but we got it. we have to keep these things in common. One, it's never about me, and it's never about them. It's about the customer. So, if you come back and you see a cook and the cook and you say, "Hey, you know, my there's no cheese on this. You're supposed to put cheese on this." I, you didn't ring it in that way. Well, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who gives a shit about the cheese? Okay, <laughs> how about the guy that wants cheese? <laughs> <laughs> you know because we're we're here to like give these people put a smile on their face give them some great honest food which i believe my food is honest mm-hmm. you and know it's i'm good. not selling any bs yeah. you know it's all honest stuff but it's we all have jobs to do we all do our own jobs so when we hire people we hire character people you know i don't care if you have issues but do you have character? Yeah. Cuz we can teach you how to cook, right. we could teach you how to do dishes, and we can teach you how to serve, but do you have the character? You know, do we have chemistry? I could hire somebody and put you in my group of 18 people, but are those are you going to gel with them 18 people? You also let these
1: people be themselves. Mm-hmm. And you always say, "Listen, I just give them an outline and I let them do the rest." Right. And that goes to, you know, for your managers and stuff like that. You're like, listen, it, they take care of this place like I would take care of it. And mm-hmm. that's why I can leave here and not worry about my place. If they call me,
2: it's a big deal. Yep. And in the history of me, and actually, this isn't my first business. You know, I've owned multiple businesses right. since 2000. I've been downtown Wyandotte and brick and mortar since 2000. Um, so it's, it's like, I have this. It's up to you to make money with Yeah. It. So it's like, you know, I tell them all, the money's at the front door. Go say hello. Build relationships.
0: Do you yeah. feel like this is uh, chasing a dream, just like, uh, like you were in hockey? Bill, that is so funny, because my next question was this,
1: Bill. And this I'm is how, how... No, 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 no. I was this, looking at your I, notes. No. I, <laughs> now,
0: this is the greatest thing
1: in
2: the world, is, is, you know, what is the dream? What is the end game? So... I am, um, so to answer your question, Bill, was when I left the city, which by the way, I didn't really finish that story, but I ran into somebody in a bank one day and they said, when are you going to open up that hamburger joint? I said, well, I have six months left. They said, six months? I said, yeah, I'm either going to pay six months or else, you know you're going to buy me out. (laughs) Right. Mm. Like, ha ha ha. Right. (laughs) And it was, that's all you want. I'm like, that's it. And that, and that's how that went down. October 1st was my last day. Yeah. October 9th or October 12th, 2009 was my first day opening Joe's. And so um, they gave you that then too. Yeah, so that was
1: also another blessing right yeah. up your sleeve.
2: Yeah, because I walked. You into asked
1: work. for it as a joke, though, and they yeah. gave it to you. Yeah, because if oh, not, wow. I'm just gonna I'll
2: sleep here. You know, <laughs> nice. But um, but um, so so then what was um, well no oh, what what like okay. like like what like what's the dream? What's okay. the end game? Yeah. So um, so the first dream was just being the best, in why not? Mm-hmm. The second was being the best in the county, the third dream was being the best in Detroit, the fourth dream was being the best in Michigan, the fifth is being the best in the country, and so on. Well, Do you cool.
1: ever see yourself then taking this and and making it even bigger?
2: Nope.
1: No, you're happy. You don't want to be
0: like the Tim Hortons of hamburgers in Canada. No. <laughs> no.
2: Nope. It's happy. I'm yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah. It's manageable. Um, it's not easy. It's probably running. more fun this way. Well, yeah, and it's not it's not easy. There's not like a, you know, I'm not making millions, but I'm happy. Yeah. The staff seems to be happy. Um, I've had employees for a very long time. The city's happy. That you're should here. they should be happy. So
1: in the very beginning of the last episode, you said be a leader, not a Peter. Yes. Would, would you say? Would you say then those are. Those are uh, words to live by. Say what again? <laughs> I know. Well, the, this episode, again, is be a leader. Wait, hold, yes. Not a Peter. And the reason why he stopped <laughs> me and asked me to do that again is because one of his staff members literally just walked up right now. Well, and because I don't Johnny, have.
2: A, not just a staff no, member. No, no. Danielle. Danielle. She is one of those. To me. Now, that she
1: is exactly like when you said character. Yeah. She's one of those characters. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, Danielle. Come here. Come here. Come over here. No. Wait, I, like, like, she's afraid of the mic already. No. Oh,
0: Danielle, how long have you gym. been here?
2: I have been here. Since well, I th- li- 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 listen. Come here. Yeah. Come here. She goes. I got to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh. Me and me and Danielle's relationship started. <laughs> D, would you say ten years? Yeah, 10 years 10 years ago. ago. Awesome. 5 years ago we were able to actually get really to really build our relationship yeah. together and become, you know, owner manager yada yada yada. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so so okay, so you
1: have Joe's Hamburger and it's voted all the you know, you know mm-hmm. best this and best that. But then all of a sudden you get this crazy idea to open the Silver Ballroom. Right. Which 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 is I thought I had one of the coolest man caves. Down river until I came here.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, then I was like, sure.
1: "This is like either this is a guy's man cave that his wife won't let him have." <laughs>
2: right, right. <laughs> My wife doesn't even know what I have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, like so. So, how did this all happen? You know, this. Oh man, this. Now, now, now those of you that don't know, we are joking around. Like before the. The first episode. This is where I gave my very first motivational talk. That's what you said. Twenty-three years ago was right here, and it wasn't a bar; it was actually a coffee house. Yep. And I and, and I talked right over there, and I had my buddy come in with a piano, and we did some music. And and again, not even knowing at the time that you know I would be a Grammy considered artist and all these things. But here I was, twenty-some years ago, speaking right here, yep. where this is one of your
2: yeah staple. So, Places. so this place used to be um, rented by a cheesesteak company, and they chose to go a different route. And it kind of sat here, and I just said, you know, I own the building now, and I didn't really want to compete with anybody else. Right. I certainly didn't care about, like, rent money at the time, but it was just, you know, what am I going to do with this building? And, I mean... So we that was kind of
1: funny. Before he was even open, he was putting pinball machines in here and put black curtains up there. And I would come by and I would peek, like peek at yeah. the black curtains going, this is such a cool place. But yeah, it was yeah. never open. Right. Oh, wow. It was never open. Right. It was like it was your own personal place. Yeah. And I'm like, and it oh, was, man, this guy needs to open this place so up. this,
2: <laughs> So to this day, this place is for the – both of these places are for the community. You yeah. know, I'm a community guy. Yeah. I mean, I could have went anywhere in the world in, you know when I quit hockey, but I chose to come here and I chose to start my life and be part of this city. Um, I love this city, I love our community, but we don't have any place to hang out, to hang our hat, to have honest food. Right. Um, you know, I mean, here we go. Look, there's 17 games. Listen, right. at, at, at the end of the day, though.
1: Here's the thing. Jeremy has a place that I literally see six-year-olds walk in here. I see 76-year-olds walk in here. Matter of fact, I was having a burger the other day, and a a woman pulled up on her bike with her kid, grabbed
2: the burger, and was playing skee-ball. Yep. You know what I mean? It was like, that's the kind of stuff that's just awesome. Yeah, because everybody needs to let their hair down. I mean, you need to be able to say... Hey, here's a dollar. Go play skee ball. Right. Me and Dad are gonna hang out here for yes, a minute. Yeah. You know, actually, here's five bucks. Go <laughs> right. play more skee ball. You know. Um, and we serve pizza here, and the yeah. pizza is amazing. So, so you did. So this is how good the pizza is. You, you know, I
1: travel a lot, so Jeremy always puts his stuff on, on you know, uh, Instagram and Facebook and everything else. I want to make sure that you let everybody know how to follow you. But he did a mac and cheese barbecue pizza and it was about three or four weeks ago. Yeah. So he puts it on and I'm on a flight home, right? I couldn't wait till Monday to come in and try it. So I sat right there and and I literally had two two adult beverages, and I got my pizza, and I went home and sat my lazy boy by myself just smiling and eating every single... It was amazing. The only thing I put on it was chicken because I felt it was healthy at that point. Right.
0: <laughs> That's funny. So, so,
1: no, I mean, a bit guys, with, with only five minutes left, you know, you, you have the pizza, you, you have the hockey, you have a family now. What is it that, that you want? What else do you want? I know. I don't don't want anything. Yeah. So 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 and deep
0: deep fried bacon.
1: (laughs) So no, no, I I I thought of this. If it if you walked out of the out of here, and you stopped at, at a store and you bought a lottery ticket, and that lottery ticket, um, you were an instant millionaire on top of whatever you have now, but you never had to worry about money again.
2: I have a feeling that your life wouldn't change.
0: No, I would still get up and come in in the morning. (laughs) Right.
1: See, I mean, and the reason why I ask that is because you're so much like me, and my life wouldn't change.
0: Would you ever own a minor league hockey team? You know,
1: I I, kind
0: of would like
2: to own a minor league baseball team. Yeah. Oh, Oh, my buddies and I I want to own the, the Durham Bulls. Okay. I would really like to have a minor league baseball team. And run out of Memorial Field here in Wyandotte. Okay,
0: really? well, that wow. that that's,
1: that's great. Nice. That yeah. is awesome. But you know what? My daughter, being a clinical psychologist, she roller derbies.
0: Yeah. Oh, so okay. yeah. I always yeah. said
1: that I would love to have my
2: own roller derby team right.
1: because you talk about characters,
2: right? Each yeah. one of them
0: is a character. <laughs> I keep yeah. seeing like
2: um, um, Rick Vaughn, you know, yeah, from Major League, but um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the one thing I, I learned was that money doesn't buy happiness. Uh, amen.
1: And I just want to be happy. Jeremy, one last question, and I'm going to wrap it up, and Bill, I'm going to let you ask you know, the last one no, if no, you want. And, and that is, Jeremy, listen, this is all great. We've just spent two hours with you talking about the ups and downs of hockey, about business, about relationships, about all these things. Has there ever been a time in your life and hockey and business that you just said, you know what? I just want to quit. I'm done. I'm done, man. I, this is tough. Life
2: is tough, man. No, because I actually do a lot better when like the blinders go on much like a racehorse, you know, I get really focused and there's no mountain I can't climb. There's no, There's nothing I can't achieve. You know, they say behind every
1: great man, behind every great woman, behind every great business owner, beca- be- behind every great athlete, there has been great coaches. Mm-hmm. If you could just name one or two great coaches, and, and I don't mean just coaches. I mean coaches in life. Who are those couple people?
2: Uh, well, the first one would be my wife, who is my rock. Good move. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was politically correct. But, I mean, if
2: you think that this just stops right here, it right. doesn't. Yeah. It goes on at home. Right. And it's constant, you know, like bis- being a business owner doesn't turn off right. when you leave the door. Right. And when I go home, there's things on my mind that I need to say, mm-hmm. you know, um, So, you know, she's one of my biggest coaches. She's also one of my biggest fans. Um, And Did she ever
1: tell you that you're wrong or crazy? All the time.
2: (laughs) All the time. (laughs) You know? That's why I'm single. (laughs) All right. Um, Coaches like Bob Murdoch. Coaches like Tim Tisdale, Cam Dickey. um, Coaches like Robbie Nichols. Um, when I was growing up, coaches like Joe Peterson, coaches like um, you know my 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 best friend's dads, you know my father, you know my grandfather, um, you know even my kids are coach for me.
1: You know, I, I Bill, I said that you were, were going to wrap it up, but I just had one more thing. You yeah, know, yeah. and and we've all we've all heard the song, and, and I don't know if you guys are country fans when it comes to music or not, but. Um, I think it was Toby Keith that wrote a song said, that said, How Do You Like Me Now? <laughs> and when I got ready to, to interview you today, you're a lot like me. So there, there was a lot of easy questions that came to me because I want to know about you. But is there anybody now that ever said, you're crazy, you're stupid, that you would love to say, how do you like me now? How do you like me now? I'm happy. I have children. I have a wife. I have a uh, business. Or are you the kind of guy that says, you know what, those are the people that motivated me to be to the person that I am?
2: I can't believe you doubted me. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I can't nice. believe they doubted me. <laughs> nice. You know, because even my stepmom would tell you when I was a kid, like, there was nothing in my that you could put in my way. You know, obstacles are... You only see obstacles when you take your eyes off your goals, right? Amen. You know, um, be a leader, not a Peter. Practice what you can't do, not what you can. You know, it's, it's all of those and then more.
1: So have you, ha- have you ever wanted to go back and, and coach hockey? Being, being, would, being would, a business owner and all these right. things, you, you, you're right here. Listen, Wind Out Ice Arena, the Yak is right there. It's only two streets over from us.
2: I'm, I'm not quite conditioned <laughs> to coach young kids. I'm conditioned to co- coach adults, so it would have to be, you know.
1: One last thing, and I promise I'm done, and that <laughs> is, have you strapped on the skates recently? Um, Or when was the last time you strapped on the skates?
2: You know, I think the last time was in a Red Wing alumni game. Oh, nice. Which, by the way, I had two goals,
0: Bill. Oh, cool. (laughs) Excellent.
2: (laughs) I like to say I did have a couple goals against Eddie Mio.
0: Oh, nice. So, you know, even though he is 70, <laughs> this, I, I still this take is, it. This is fantastic because the people are play in the alumni games, I mean, they bring it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. They yeah. don't care. They, do. they want yeah. to score. Yeah. You know.
1: Jeremy, how can people find you? How can people find you on social media as well as, you know, if somebody's listening in another state, in another country, and they want to come here and have a great slider, a great pizza, how can they find you?
2: You know, just Get get downtown Wyandotte and ask where's the best place to get a burger, or look <laughs> up Joe's Hamburgers. Yeah, you know if you want a pizza, you find the Silver Ballroom. You know it's amazing pizza. And I think
1: and they're right next door. <laughs> yeah, they're right next door.
2: <laughs> you know, enjoy greatness.
1: If you could leave the audience with with one thing, one w- some words of inspiration, some. What would it be? Maybe it is that 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 person has been working somewhere for ten years. Maybe it's a student out of college that says, "You know, I don't know what I want." What it like? What? What can you tell them? What words of wisdom can you give them with all
2: the years that that you have? But believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. That's it. That's it. It's don't, that easy. don't take no for an answer. Buy my t shirt and wear it every day. <laughs> and ask. Exactly. Don't be afraid to ask. That's right. Ask. Which is sometimes ask the everybody. hardest thing to say. It is. Because people, I think, are genuinely afraid to hear the word no. Yeah. No. No means you're not using your resources resourcefully.
1: It's kind of funny, and you probably know this too. A lot of people, because we are successful, people are afraid to ask you for help. But me, I'm willing to give it to anybody as long as you listen. Mm -hmm. Because the time that you stop listening is a time that I'm going to stop investing in you. Mm -hmm. Has there ever been that one person that walked up to you and said, Hey, listen, I like what you're doing. Can you help?
0: Yeah,
2: every day. Okay, cool. You know, Every day, and if I can, I do. You know, awesome. Bill, go ahead and wrap this up.
0: Yeah, I just want to encourage everybody to uh, check out uh, Jeremy's story some more. Uh, Remember to take home that be resourceful, believe in yourself and don't be be a leader, not a Peter. That's right. Don't be afraid to ask. And of course, be a leader, not a Peter.
1: Now, 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 (laughs) now, wait a second. And, And just so everybody knows, don't jump on Amazon right now and buy...
0: No, no, we got the cards. We got those on lockdown. Now, how cool was
1: that, though, Bill? You came in today, and you showed me a surprise with one of his, like, one of his, like, what do you call it? Trading cards. Trading cards, yeah. yeah. That'd be my
2: rookie card.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. You know? No, it's another thing I want to add in real quick is just, uh, you know, part of success and part of just life is to surround yourself by good people, and I highly encourage people to come down, uh, check out the uh, Joe's Hamburger's Silver Ballroom. Just get some good food. Hang out with good people. The employees are fantastic. We've had a great time. I've had more laughs here in the last few hours, you know, the last couple times I've been here uh, in a long time. So just come on down. Uh, check out Jeremy's story online. Follow him on uh, Instagram and all the other social media that he's on. And, uh, yeah, just thanks for telling your story, sharing all your stories Thank with us. Thank you for having me. Jeremy, Bill, it has been a pleasure. It hasn't been one hour,
1: but it's been two. Thank you both. This is Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, with this week's Outstanding Life Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Player FM. And don't forget, now you can donate on PayPal and support on Patreon. On behalf of all of us here, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. We'll see you next time on the Outstanding Life Podcast. Outstanding Life is a Soulbridge Studio production.